I got a new intro that I haven't even uploaded into the software yet. <laughs> but it's been on my uh my YouTube channel. If you've been watching my YouTube channel, my, my new intro for my uh, podcast is on there. But I be forgetting to put turn my intro on on my podcast all the time. I be forgetting like <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. I digress. So most of you have seen Denai Jackson's interview on the Dear Future Wifey. No, I think it's Dear Wifey podcast. Um, and if you don't, Denai Jackson is Derek Jackson's wife, estranged wife. Um, they are in the middle of a divorce, I believe so. And um, if you don't know who Derek Jackson is, I don't know what rock you've been under. But <laughs> since you like relationship coach coaches, and I'm pretty sure you do to some degree because most of the content on my channel is about relationships. And of course, I was a relationship coach for a long time, but you should know who Derek Jackson is. Derek Jackson was a coach for women. And I remember when he first became popular, I remember saying to women, he gives some good advice, but he is not somebody that you need to take literally. Okay. Because, you know, he might not be the type of man you think he is to me I always believed that he was telling women how to avoid the type of woman I mean the type of man he was that was what I thought and that's what I kept telling women to just hear his advice listen to what he's saying but at the same time please don't listen to it simply because you interested in him you know I think a lot of women were following behind Derek Jackson because they thought that Derek Jackson was an attractive man I think the women that he Basically, his audience was a whole bunch of vulnerable women who had been played by men. And a lot of times those women don't have a good vetting process. They don't necessarily know how to choose a good man to begin with. So, you know, eh. anyway, I had a negative experience with Derrick Jackson myself. <sighs> he he basically tried to get at me and all he really cared about was us dealing with each other. But for me, I wanted to do something like that had to do with our channels, you know what I mean? Like he was popular on his YouTube channel. I was popular on mine and I just wanted to work together and his whole mind was somewhere else and we clashed and that was it after that. Like I was like, don't want him after that. But for most women, you know, who probably got a chance to interact with him, it probably went further than that, you know? And at the end of the day, when you out here picking relationship coaches and life coaches and shit to listen to you have to factor in it in whether or not that person has been trained or whether they have the education or whether they have a certified their certif certification license or something like that you have to think about that when you're choosing people to listen to on social media because not everybody is on here you know giving you advice because of their life experience sometimes a lot of these people that's what they do professionally like I always tell people all the time, you don't want to look at my personal life and what I've been through as far as my relationships and hear me give you advice in my relationships and think that because the way that I experience whatever I experience, that's going to be your experience. But a lot of the things that I experienced that were negative, I like to tell people about those experiences so they can avoid going through that but like when some people ask me stuff like well if you're not married how could you give marriage advice and I say to people all the time well I don't have to be a toilet to know how to flush it like I know what a healthy relationship is it doesn't mean that that's you know I can't tell somebody else that you know like I can't give what I learned to someone else I feel like the reason why I've been kind of avoiding relationships and stuff lately is because I'm kind of in a healing process from my last relationship and I just don't really want to be 
like in a relationship right now. Like the more I think about it, it's more just like, eh. <laughs> like eh. anyway. So she was on the Dear Wifey podcast, and she said some things that. I could definitely relate to as a woman. I've been cheated on. Most women, y'all know what it feels like to be cheated on. Men know what it feels like to be cheated on too. But for the most part, a lot of men lack a lot of sexual discipline. Like they lack sexual discipline altogether. And society tries to make it seem like that's just a, a, a man's behavior. Like it's biology. Like they're supposed to behave that way because that's the type of men they are. And that's a manly thing to do. And to me, that's just like bullshit. Like just how men are attracted to women. Women are attracted to men as well. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's no, it's no different. And, and, and women, there are women out there with a high sex drive the same way there are men out there with a, with a high sex drive. So anyway, when, um, Denia Jackson said that she was watching some of the tapes that um, basically were of her husband having sex with other women. I don't know any other woman that would be able to stomach something like that. You know what I mean? Like you really got to be in a deep, dark, deep, dysfunctional love for a man <laughs> and be a little on the demented side to be able to see your husband sleeping with somebody else and not feel some type of way about it if y'all been monogamous or if you just so happen to find these tapes now that's what I'm uncertain about was she watching the tapes because he asked her to or was she watched watching the tapes because she found the tapes I saw on I don't know if it was spiritual word or Hollywood unlocked or, or someplace like that where they were saying that he made her watch the videos of him having sex with other women so she could critique you know, he could critique her and make her have sex with him the way that he was having sex with other women. I don't recall that being part of the interview, but I still haven't watched the whole thing. And I know it's a part one and a part two. But from what I gathered from the clips I did see of her speaking about these tapes that she saw, she watched them on her own. It wasn't him forcing her to watch them. I can't be mistaken, though, but from what I knew from before she even did the interview when I was following her on Instagram she was telling talking about it then and I don't think a lot of people caught it then I think they catch it now but then she said it then on her Instagram sometime last year that she she did that so you know I, I don't think that he made her watch it I think she watched it because she was comparing herself to the other women that he was he was sleeping with and then she was talking about how when she would be in the hallway and in the staircase she would pass by other women who were going up to see him and plenty of women like and I said this when I talk talked about them before like I did a podcast about them before sometime last year when I found out that he was he had filed for or they I think it was him that filed for divorce and he announced it in December and I was saying then like she knew how he was before we did you know like she knew he was cheating. She knew he was the type of man to sleep around with a whole bunch of people. And in this interview, you kind of realize that she knew this. <clears throat> and she was trying to convince him to want her. And so many women can relate to that. I can relate to that. You know, anytime I've been cheated on, I've always thought to myself, like, I wonder what she did. You know what I mean? Like, I, what was she like in bed? I would go and see pictures of these women and I would try to change my hair or wear an outfit that they wore or if I found out what perfume they were wear, I would wear what perfume they would wear or, you know, I just wanted to know. And I think men are kind of the same too. Like a lot of times, and, and not as bad as women, but a lot of times when they 
may have had some type of connection with a woman, whether they was in a relationship with her or not, they, if they liked having sex with her, when they think about the other men she's been with, they kind of compare themselves to that man to, to, you know, just try to, I don't know, I guess internalize the experience that they had with each other. I, I've tried to like guess what kind of experience they was having. Like sometimes there have been times I have tried to replay a conversation, maybe a man I used to date and the girl he cheated on me with were having about me or what kind of conversations that they would have when they were alone with each other. And I would kind of like play it in my mind and, you know, try to, and you never really know what kind of relationship that those two people had. So it's really stupid to sit there and try to play it in your mind because you really don't know what type of relationship they had. So it's still kind of a fantasy in your head, not a fantasy, but like a, like a, um, a make-believe imaginary thing that you're making inside of your head and you're sitting there comparing their conversations to your conversation. It's like stupid, you know what I mean? But I know women that do that and I've done it. So I know. So when she was speaking about it, I could so relate and so many other women could relate. And it caused me to write a blog about it. And the blog was called, I am a, can I be a better side chick than you? Or I can be a better side chick than you. And I feel like that's kind of what Danae Jackson was doing. She was trying to one up the side chick so he could want her. And a lot of times I feel like that's what women do when they find out the man that they're sleeping with has a girlfriend or a wife or as a wife or a girlfriend, they see that their husband is sleeping with another woman and they try to be better than that woman. I always say to women all of the time, when you find out that the man that you're dealing with is dealing with another woman, don't sit here and try to, you know, make it seem like you're the better woman. Like who's the better woman, the side chick or the main chick. And it's like, it's no hierarchy because he's basically fucking both of you and disrespecting both of you. You are equally on the same level as far as that man's perspective is. But men try to mind fuck women. You know what I mean? They try to make it seem like, Oh, because, you a main chick you more important to me than you are a side chick nah <laughs> no B both of these women are equal no matter how much women their ego y'all ego wants to tell you that you're better than the women that he's sleeping with because you, you comparing yourself and you never know what these women have that is making your man want to be with those women and so as I was like getting cheated on like shit when in my relationship I was getting cheated on so much and finally, just one day, I was like, you know what? Something needs to change with me. Like I reevaluated myself all the time, all these times. Maybe I need to switch teams. Maybe instead of me being the main chick, maybe I need to try to be the side chick. So I tried to be the side chick. <laughs> That's what I wrote about in the blog when I chose to be a side chick and what made me be a side chick. And I remember getting on YouTube in 2016 talking about my experience as a side chick and what made me decide to do it. And I encourage women not to do it because yeah, the experience served its purpose. You know what I'm saying? I needed somebody to like help me get over the fact that I kept getting my heart broken by guys. But at the same time, it's just like what ended up conspiring after I ended up being a side chick, it went too far. It wasn't supposed to go so far as to me doing threesomes or me joining the swingers lifestyle or me becoming polyamorous. It wasn't supposed to go that far. It was just supposed to be a fling that I had with a guy who was in a relationship and he was engaged to a flight attendant and she was never in town in town and she ended up cheating on him. So he was butthurt about that and kind of just used me as like his way to get over the fact that 
she was cheating on him. And, you know, it, it was just supposed to be this temporary thing that wasn't supposed to get any bigger or go any further. And I wasn't supposed to stretch it to the point to where now I'm swinging and now I'm poly, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that went left, <laughs> that went totally left. And I wrote a book about it initially called a unicorn Atlanta. Uh, anybody who's been following me for a long time, you know, about the unicorn Atlanta book. I released it before I released pre-orders and people bought pre-orders. And then I had to take the book off the shelf because the guy that introduced me to the put the polyamorous lifestyle, uh, the guy that, you know, I was his side chick. Um, I wasn't, things weren't going right between him and I, so I had to pull them out of the book. So inside of the new book, which is called Venus Atlanta now, now it's like, um, pseudo names for him. So he's still in the book. Cause I was, I was spent all these years trying to pull him out the book and replace it. But it's hard to tell the story without him. Like it's, it's just no way I could do it. So I was like, I got to pseudo name him. But anyway, we got into a real bad the first time I tried to release this book and that's a whole nother story. But anyway, so if you go on my blog, read my mind, everything about that situation is over there. So anyway, when now that my reputation on social media is that I was a side chick that was married, I mean, that had a baby by a married man, you know, I tell, I tell people all of the time, it's humiliating to be classified as that because it goes against uh, the type of woman I was before he came and the type of woman I am now. And just off of me making these poor decisions of just deciding to be with somebody who was separated and wanted their uh, marriage to end. And even though the marriage ended, it wasn't like it didn't end. And, and, you know, he's still sitting here married to the same chick. And I was begging to be like main chicken. It's nothing like that. But I do feel like you got to make sure that two people are no longer in love with each other before you start dealing with someone. And I know that's kind of hard to figure out. But when it's in your face, the way that it was in my face, because them two just wanted to be friends so bad, like they insisted on being just friends. I should have known that two people that was claiming that their relationship was over and wanting to still be friends was still fucking with each other in some type of way. I should have just known that. So when I get on social media now and I tell women, you know, don't do this, right? Because it's not just going to hurt you. If you don't want to think about the woman's feelings, of course, you don't know her like that. So you you don't have any loyalty towards her. You don't know who she is. Think about how you're going to feel the consequences later on. And I think that's what a lot of us are thinking about when we want to be married so bad. We want the security of being married or we want the security of having a man in our life. So we meet men who may be involved with other women, uh, whether they're married or in a relationship and still end up being with these men anyway. Right. Because we're looking for security. We know that as women, a lot of times society bring gives us more value when we are, in fact, in a relationship with a man, you know, so. A lot of us will do anything out here just to be able to say that we have a man. We'll take somebody's man, you know, we'll sleep with somebody else's man and want so desperately for that man to leave her to be with us. So it could feel like we, you know, are worth something. And at the end of the day, it's like, where's the sister code when it comes to that? Like, that's why I feel like men treat us so bad. That's why men cheat on us. That's why men lie to us. That's why men do what they do is because we don't take care of each other. You understand? Like, we don't even respect each other enough to see a man who's inside of a marriage or a relationship and just flat out be like, no, 
You know what I mean? It's it's women out there, and and I'm telling you, I've just seen a lot of clips of it. Like I done seen it with as I've been watching the tonight's conversation clips. I don't know if y'all remember tonight's conversation is a show, is a podcast that I was featured on sometime last year. And so when I look at the clips now, they're on Instagram and TikTok. When I look at the clips, it's girls in the audience asking about, well, <laughs> it could it a possibility be that. You know, the guy that I like, could he like me more than he like his girlfriend? And could a side chick ever become a main chick? These are questions that women are asking because the, they're actually experiencing this. They're getting with men and thinking that these men are going to leave their women to be with them. And and 5% of men, they're going to end up, you know, being with their, their mistress. You know, Jeff Bezos left his wife and is now uh, engaged to his uh, mistress he's been with her for five years and honestly when you start looking at how society is built it was a good idea for him to decide to to date his mistress and marry her because it, it he's letting the world know the reason why I cheated on my wife was for a woman that was special so from a marketing and branding standpoint this is a good idea for him to marry this woman because if he didn't marry her people would look at him as the guy that lacks self-control and just sleeps around with a whole bunch of women but because he stayed with this one lady that was his mistress and now he's marrying her it does something for his reputation and those of you who know anything about business when businessmen are dealing with each other they like to look at the history the the relationship history and marital history of the men that they're having they're exchanging business with that's how real business is done inside of corporate america so Jeff Bezos, it was a great idea for him to just decide to marry his, his his side chick because, you know, now people are like, okay, you have a level of self-discipline. Is it messed up for his first wife because he was with her for 20 years? Maybe it could do something to her emotionally. And that's what I need for women to start focusing on. How we are sitting here hurting and harming each other and there's no type of sister code there. There's no type of anything there to where we're just like, you know what? I don't want to hurt this woman. And I know it's hard. Like I've said it a, a million times. Like it's hard to think about somebody else's feelings when you yourself are in the process of healing. So you, you, when you're hurt and you're going through your own things and, and you have are defeated so much that you get to this point where you're comfortable with being a side chick to a man, you can't even, you don't even have the capacity to think about somebody else's feelings outside of your own. So yeah, I'm asking for a lot when I when I say this. But at the same time, it's like as a woman, you know, I truly believe that men treat us the way that we they treat us because we don't take care of each other. Like we don't have a level of respect for each other long enough to just be like, you know what? I know you cute. We have we, you know, we having a good conversation. Uh, sex with you will probably be good, but you got a girlfriend and I ain't really trying to hurt her. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, I noticed what her, her, I'm a woman. I know what it feels like to be hurt by a man. And I don't want to inflict that type of pain on another woman. You feel what I'm saying? Even though I wasn't the woman who hurt another woman, because the women that was attached to <laughs> the guys that I was sleeping with, like the guy that introduced me to the polyamorous lifestyle, she was cheating on him. So she had already fucked they whole shit up. I don't even know why they ended up getting married after that because she fucked they whole shit up. And then when my son's father, them two was like separated already. So their shit was already destroyed. So I didn't really have to care. I didn't really have to care so much about their feelings. I did care about my son's father's estranged wife feelings. I would talk to her and she always just made it seem like she was fine. 
And then when he and I broke up, it was like different. She got on social media and the way that she represented, you know, herself was almost like she was trying to victimize herself. But anyway, so what made me decide to be a side chick was all stemming from me being hurt. And I don't want to make it seem like that's all women. But at the same time, what could be the other reason why a woman would choose something like this? Like, it's not normal to be that, you know? And and sometimes a lot of people try to claim that, that men who have money or, or at, at one point inside of the Bible, the king had side chicks and concubines and wives and all this bullshit, right? <laughs> people try to say it's like a normal thing, but it's only normal inside of a polyamorous situation where everyone is honest with each other and everybody knows what's happening. When you are in a situation where you are being kept a secret or everything is deceptive or you don't really know the truth about the situation. You got to sneak around with people and all this stuff. That's not polyamory. And a lot of people confuse um, polyamory as if, and, and they turn their nose up at polyamory as if it's worse than a monogamous person who made an agreement to be inside of a monogamous relationship. And then they find out their partner is sleeping with multiple people. That's worse. That's worse to me than being polyamorous, you know, but me, what I do want to say to women is that when I decided to be a side chick and I decided to be polyamorous because I was exploring and I got tired of being cheated on, do I appreciate the experience and to, to be able to have opened my mind up to different types of relationships? Yeah, because I didn't think that, you know, there were other relationships out there other than monogamy. But at the same time, I feel like even in the polyamorous lifestyle, people are still kind of believing in hierarchy to some degree. And sometimes uh, a polyamorous relationship can screw up because somebody is still lying. The whole purpose of polyamory is for people to be honest with each other and people to have a genuine care and respect for one another and have a level of fr friendship with one another. You can't be ignorant and polyamorous. It's not something that ignorant people do. Someone who is not the jealous type, real chill, real calm. And, you know, it, it just, it has to be something that, that flows within you as a person. Like you can't be this person who's been monogamous your entire life and then think you're going to wake up one morning and just be polyamorous. It's, it's something, it's kind of like a culture shock, shock something that you got to slide into. You can't just wake up one morning and be polyamorous. It's just not, not that type of situation. And so anyway, with, um, Mr. Jackson, you know, a lot of people felt, um, kind of, I don't know, of course, a lot of people feel sympathy for her. Um, I definitely feel like Derek Jackson's career was already over, but after her doing that interview, it, it's clearly going to deteriorate some more. Like it's, it's going to get worse for him. And if there are women still out there buying his books and attending his, uh, speaking engagements and things like that this is when the sister code should like kick in because it's just like you got two choices here you can still participate in all things Derek Jackson and give him more income that way Miss Jackson gets uh, some spousal support and some child support for her children or you can be anti Derek Jackson stuff okay <laughs> so that Derek Jackson would no longer generate income off of women and his career be over as far as, as we know. Now I heard, um, I, I didn't hear it, but I saw that o O'Shea Duke Jackson 
said that um, his wife basically destroyed his career by doing this interview. But I think Derek Jackson destroyed his own situation because you can't be that hypocritical. <laughs> right. And and I think, you know, it, it's one thing for you to slip up with some of the behaviors that you're talking about, but all of them, <laughs> like, like, come on, sir. like, just don't even get married. You know what I mean? Like, don't get married. Don't have kids. Um, I don't know what made him marry her or want to move as swiftly. Cause from what I understood with the interview, they move kind of swiftly. Um, but they knew each other in college and when they were young and, you know, the funniest part about the interview was when she was telling him, yo, you have to get on social media and now tell people that you have a wife. And he told her she was going to make the spot hot or the, <laughs> or the block hot or some shit like that. Like, told her, like, basically she was just going to screw up things. I was just, like, done after that. I was like, I did my husband say some shit like that to me. <laughs> like, I did my husband. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know how she did it. I really don't. I think she might've just been so mentally, I don't know. I think she just desperately wanted him so bad that she just put up with whatever. And I don't know. I think as women at the end of the day, we got to start being like, fuck no. When men, <laughs> you know, try to put us in those situations, we got to stop trying to be with them anyway after they show us who they are. It's like, they're not going to change. They're not going to change anytime soon, at least. Like, if he was cheating on you before you got together, you getting married, he's still going to be cheating on, on you. And I don't know. I, I just feel like at some point, y'all got to learn how to just no longer... Um, be with men who hurt you. Um, I stand in support of Janaya. She is has been silently watching this crap show. She could be way better than the chicken hair rejects who think they would be treated better by this clown. Um, I think he's still gonna end up with with someone. I think some chicken hair somewhere is still gonna end up being with Derek Jackson. I th I think just a little bit time could go by. It's gonna be a chick somewhere that's gonna like like the one chick that um. Tasha K put him on blast where he was like in Florida or something. And he was doing like singing. He was on the mic singing with this other girl. Like that girl had to know who he was. Like she had to know the history of who he was and she's still sitting up there hanging out with him. So I think that he's definitely going to get, um, you know, um, someone to deal with. Oh, so that's how she found the videos. She was going through his mouth, the videos of him sleeping with other women. Okay. Okay. The sound is low because I'm kind of like away from the microphone. Like I'm not like up on it. So you're going to have to turn it up. I'm trying not to. Um, it's been like a crackling noise in my sound for some reason. And I'm trying to like stop that from happening. I personally don't follow the story with much intensity. But as more comes out, wow, this is why we should be careful watching and taking cue, cues from high profile relationships. I don't, well, it wasn't that they was in a high profile relationship and we was like kind of looking at their relationship. He had hid their relationship. So he was like this dating coach and everybody thought he was single for a long time. Like people thought he was a single guy giving relationship advice. And I think that's the reason why so many women clung to him because they was like hypnotized by maybe the possibility of being with him because it doesn't make sense as a woman to sit here and listen to a man who is single. Like, it's not like he is married giving you, well, he didn't depict himself as married. 
It's not like he was a married man giving women advice on how to be married. He was a single guy giving women relationship advice. Okay. So it, it already didn't make sense right there. Like it wasn't like he had a psychology degree. He hadn't been counseling. He wasn't a minister. He wasn't a certified life coach or he didn't have a license or anything like that. But women were listening to him. That is where the problem rose right there. Like women were so anxious to listen to him and it had nothing to do with his relationship status because everybody just believed he was single. And so their relationship wasn't like this high profile one that everybody wanted. When he burst out of nowhere and was like, oh, I have a wife. Everybody was like, excuse me? Because it, it was after he said he had a baby. First it was, I have a baby. Because that's when everybody was freaking out. It was like, wait a minute, you have a baby? Like all of this time you tried to make it seem like he was this single guy who didn't have a girlfriend. Now suddenly you have a baby out of wedlock, out of nowhere. You know what I mean? And then it came, oh, I'm married. You know, so that, so that kind of like threw people for a loop. Um, I recall an article written by a woman saying she was going to try to be her husband's side chick. Is that the article or is this something different? This is something different. I wrote it uh, yesterday. Um, but yeah, I, I said that. I said that in an article that there's plenty of women out there um, deciding to be their husband's side chick or trying to be their husband's side chick because they want to keep their husband. And after your husband has stepped out of your your uh relationship I know a lot of married people try to make it seem like cheating isn't a deal breaker but but to me it is uh yeah the fuck it is like it's like I don't know what you mean like once you step out that's what happens he wanted a side chicken at the end nobody by his side exactly <laughs> exactly you want a side chick and he wanted more he was greedy he wasn't like the guy that had one side chick on the side like um Wendy Williams husband he had that one side chick who he ended up getting pregnant. Derek Jackson had so many. He had way too many. I, I'm, cause I, I mean, after he had his first one, like after he had so many, you had to some degree as his wife know something was wrong, because he was he was way too I don't know he was way too popular and probably gone most of the time. She had to know. The stories we hear are why there's always been such a societal drive to control people's sexuality. It tended to directly target women, but it will also be also by extension control male sexuality. I think that male sexuality does need to be controlled to some degree, but men don't receive as much of a punishment when they flex their sexuality the way that women do. I believe if men were punished the way that women are when we flex ours, men wouldn't get away with doing the shit that they do. They wouldn't get away with it. They wouldn't even want to do it. Um, absolutely. I'm watching all of my fellow women's backs. If I see a man cheating on a great woman, I'm on the women's side. I got you, my sisters. I love you. And you can do better. Girl, do it. I had to tell a man today that my ex, one of my exes, and I'm going to tell y'all this story. I ain't going to tell you who he is, but he been getting on my nerves. He started hitting me up on Facebook last year and I should have blocked him. Right. But I was trying not to be mean because we was together for like, I don't know, two or three years and he's married with children. And so he asked me and I think I talked about him in a podcast before he asked me because I'm in California and he's in Atlanta. He asked me to come meet him in Vegas because he was going there for work, some type of work thing. And I told him, I said, why would you ask me to go to something like that when you married? Like we used to be together like we're not friends in a way that I'm just going to suddenly meet you in Vegas. You know what I mean? Because off of a web, like I know with you asking me 
to meet you in Vegas that you hoping you could cheat on your wife? And the answer is fucking no, right? That was the first time. He has been trying to get at me since, and he sent me a video like last week, and it was like a song, a Jodeci song. It was, I think it was, you and I will be so strong. I can't remember. Anyway, he had a glass of wine in his hand and he was listening to that song and he sent me a video, but he had been like sending all these messages and I was ignoring them. And then he sent that video. And so I finally answered and I was like, why did you send me this video? He was like, cause I was hoping to get your attention. I, I was hoping it, it, you know, it bothers you a little bit. And I said to him, I said, listen, I'm a social media personality, okay? I have millions of followers and subscribers. People are watching me. I wish I had more, but the ones I got, if I get on my podcast, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, and I tell them that my ex is hitting me up and has been for a year trying to fuck with me while he's married and I put his picture up, he gonna lose his wife. I was like, you lost me playing around with all of these girls. I knew you was cheating on me, but I stayed with you knowing you was cheating, hoping that I could be better for you than they were. You fucked up losing me. Please do not lose your wife trying to get me back. Like, please don't do that. And I was like, if you hit me up one more time, I'm going to get on my social media profile and I'm just going to tell. And it's going to find her, I promise. My subscribers and followers do not disappoint, dude. They're going to see your picture, find out who you are, and find your wife. Hit me up one more time. <laughs> he was like, he just sent an emoji. <laughs> I was like, yeah. He didn't say shit else. I was like, don't say nothing. Don't send me no more messages. And I should have just blocked them. But I was just ignoring the messages. I don't be on Facebook like that anyway. But he <laughs> he just kept sending shit. And I just kept like being like, uh, leaving it on like red. Like, like I didn't open it. And then he sent that video. And I was just like, today something came over me. And I was just like, you know what, nigga? Hit me up one more time. <laughs> you got one more time. And that's what women need to be doing. I've done that so, oh my God. Being on social media gives men so much access to women and you would not believe how many men who are married in a relationship hit me up. It's more of them than it's single men. It's more married men in my inbox trying to get at me than single men. And I'm not the only woman. <laughs> I'm not the, any, any woman who is a beautiful woman who is single, who, you know, I can bet you that their inbox, their direct message, their messenger is flooded with just married men who try and so hard. Like they try harder than single men do. It's so creepy. Anyway, I have two uncles who left their wives to marry their mistresses. My dad left his first wife to marry his mistress and my sister's husband left his first wife to marry my sister. Oh my God. <laughs> Yo, you this too common 
in your certain listen i don't even know what type of energy y'all passing amongst each other but for y'all to just be happening there should be happening to y'all around you i don't want to be nowhere because <laughs> that don't usually happen like i know men are starting to marry their mistresses nowadays and they're starting to be with their mistresses nowadays but it's just making women all want to be mistresses and unfortunately it's not gonna give you the same luck you know like you know how when something is an exception to a rule, it's an exception to a rule because it rarely happens. But once men start choosing their mistress all of the time, <laughs> you know what I mean? No one's going to want to marry these men. So they're not going to have any wives. They're not going to have any mistresses. It's just going to be a whole bunch of single people sleeping together or not dealing with each other at all. And that's what's scary to me because as I look at the dating scene, I'm not the type of person that's going to say the dating scene has piss in it. Cause honestly it really doesn't. It's just, you got to know where to pick decent people at. Okay. And it's levels to how people behave and where they stand in life. And you know, you just got to have a decent as a vetting process and take your time with people. A lot of people want to be in love so bad and they want to be in bed so bad the first person they see or the first person they have chemistry with, they automatically assume, oh, it's God, it's kismet. We're supposed to be together forever. You're my soulmate. No, slow the fuck down and get to know these people. Because if, because if you do that, a lot of times you'll see what the red flags are. I, in my last podcast, y'all remember, I don't know if y'all remember this, but the lady came in and she was like, I hate when people say that women choose poorly because it's so many men out there who lie to women, who fool women. And I said like, yo, for women to sit here and claim they have all this intuition and that we're so smart and we're, we're so much better than men. How come we keep getting played by dusties? If we so smart and we're all of these amazing things, how come they keep figuring us out? It's because some of us stupid. You feel what I'm talking about? Like women are not as brilliant as they think they are when it comes to men. It's like if you pay attention and you take the sex out, you stop dating men simply off of the fact that you like them. Date them for who they are as a person and how they show that to you. Not by what they can buy you or what they can give you or what restaurant they take you to because any man could buy you. Okay? A, a, a pig, a, a, a motherfucking serial killer can buy you. Okay? Meanwhile, after he done, you know, flown you out somewhere, he killing somebody <laughs> or raping him at a, <laughs> raping him in the, after they done met him in the bar in the lobby of y'all hotel. You know, you never know what's going on. Get to know these men first. They can't trick you. Like, like they not that brilliant. Like you can't like think about it like this. The way the world is, and when it comes to relationships, have you noticed when we sit here and we talk about relationships, we keep going round and round and round and round and round with the same conversations. It's not like anything new is popping up. It's the same shit. You know what I'm saying? So when you're dealing with people and y'all, you know, are communicating and y'all are, you know, doing whatever you're doing, once you take your time, you start picking up on bullshit easily. Once you start getting a good relationship with God, too, you start doing a lot of meditation and prayer, your intuition gets a lot better. It's, like, it's almost like your human instinct gets a lot better when you start working towards like meditation and focusing on your body and focusing on just, you know, doing a lot of self-care and a lot of self-love. Your human instinct starts kicking in and you start getting better at choosing people because you can pick up on bullshit a lot smarter. Your mind is clearer. Your intuition is like telling you, ah, something ain't right. 
you kind of know, you know? So I, that's what I think people should do. Slow the fuck down, number one, and start doing the self-care that you need to do, meditation and everything. Um, I certainly hope that when having these conversations, women will make a mention of the parental distribution in terms of attract attraction. Uh, my abusive ex finally told me the truth. I didn't respect or treat you well because you didn't respect yourself. I say men cheat on you because you allow it. You know what I mean? Like, or sometimes men got you fucked up. You know, a lot of times men think you're going to tolerate more. Like I remember my son's father being like, you should have been left me. This is what he flat out said when he was, when he was saying to me that he wanted to sleep with other women and that he wanted to sleep with his ex. He didn't say, I don't want to be with you anymore. What he said to me that made me believe that the relationship was over and that it was time for me to leave was he was like, I like being around you and I like your company, but I don't know how I feel about you. And then he was talking about how he wanted to sleep with other women and wanted to sleep with his ex. And to me, that meant our relationship was done. Okay. Because he had already reached the point to where it was a deal breaker for me. Like the deal breaker is you telling me you don't know how you feel about me because he had never said that before. It was always, Oh, I love you. I love you. I love you so much. I want you to be in my life for the rest of my life. That's what he was always saying. I love you. I love you. I want to be with you. I love you. I love you all the time. Okay. So when he fixed his lips to say, I don't know how I feel about you. That was the deal breaker for me. He didn't really break up with me. That's why people, that's why sometimes people will come to me and be like, your baby daddy said you broke up with him. And I'd be like, nah, he broke up with me. Cause technically when he said that, that was my indication that we needed to be over. You know what I mean? Like, I was done because it was a deal breaker. And he said to me, you should have been left me because I did this and this and this and this it's, it's just like once you say to a guy you're not gonna put up with shit and you turn around and put up with some shit you're teaching him how to treat you you're teaching him okay you're gonna put up with this so I can get away with this and then I can get away with the next thing he was pushing me to see how far he could take me so when he came to me and he said that shit he had no clue I was gonna be like okay then we done he thought because I was pregnant that I was just gonna stay around and just deal with it I was like, oh no, that's this. Like, I'm nice. You know what I'm saying? I'm forgiving, but nigga, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you seem a little confused, bruh. So it was like, game over. But women, y'all love a, a man so much that you stick with him through anything. So I, I hear you. When your ex said you disrespect yourself, that's why I disrespected you. It's fucked up as that is because, you know, you shouldn't pounce on somebody that's vulnerable. It's the truth. He kept it a book. I'm with an ugly nerd, but he is into me and loves me. Men are not supposed to be pretty neither. <laughs> I wouldn't get with a guy that's ugly. The reason why, if it, unless I was attracted to him, you know, because like when I was younger and I was dating, a lot of times people thought the guys that I was dating was ugly. The reason why they thought that was because they kind of were, but I loved being around them. You know <laughs> like I loved how they treated me and they had like these good bodies and it was just cool you know mm. you know anyway if he slips at one time with the disrespectful move leave him you can't fix a man he already knows he's no good right you men men are not slow they not like put it this way they're very basic they're not like these complicated creatures okay they know what they're doing they're not confused sometimes they might be confused as to why they're doing what they're doing but at the end of the day they know what they're doing 
Okay. So don't try to make it seem like, oh, they're completely incompetent. They just don't know any better. Nah, that society does that to men. Society makes it seem like, like men are so incompetent. And when a woman cheats with a man while he's married or whatever, she should know better. Like, oh, so he shouldn't, like he's that incompetent. He shouldn't know better than to cheat on his wife. It was him that went and did the vows. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I think people be giving men too much freedom, too much space. She didn't help the situation. She's damaging her own spousal support. I don't think she's damaging her spousal support because I honestly feel like Derek Jackson knew about the interview before she did it. I don't think she did it or she's doing it behind his back. I think he knew beforehand. Uh, Jackson's ex should push, push all three kids on Jackson and his side piece and go a wall for years, get a new younger man and flaw her younger man and how much fun she's having with that single life. That is hilarious. I doubt if she's that kind of woman to do something like that. She probably loves her kids so much that she would never even do that. Like I couldn't even imagine leaving my son with anybody other than, me like I barely want to leave my son with my mom I'm that mom like my mom my son me and my son real close my son wants to sit up under me all the time he wants to be around all the time he is like right now he's like like I have to literally in the studio lock the door because my son will bust in here like he will bust in, he will kick in his door and come get in my lap I know y'all seen him do that so are you my son really you know it's like on me so I, I doubt if she's like that why even be a side chick? There are too many men out here. Jeff Bezos wasn't cheating with the girl because she was special. He was cheating on her because he could. No, what I'm saying is in the eyes of society, right? In the eyes of society, the reason why they will now classify that woman as special is because she was his mistress first. They was together for five years and then he married her. He married her. He's marrying her now. So now... In the eyes of society, that woman is classified as special, not just because Jeff Bezos has a lack of self-control. You see what I'm saying? Because when a man, like say for instance, when you think about anybody else who's in the public eye who cheated on their wife and they're still with their wife, to some degree, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. When is he going to cheat again? You know, has he cheated again already? You know, those are things that you're thinking. But once the divorce, like once a man cheats on his wife and then the divorce comes and he actually sticks to the woman that he was cheating on his wife with, society looks at those women and that man very different than they did when that person was classified as a mistress or that person was still his girlfriend. I don't know why it's like that. It's just like that in that world. Um. So anyway, Derek... Uh, the interview was cool, but I could tell that she's definitely a Bible dumper. Yeah, she is. She's really into Jesus. She's she been like that. She all over her um, IG with that. Danelle was hiding in a closet watching him have sex. She said the interview. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are you serious? I couldn't. Oh, I couldn't. I don't know how she did that. Why was she hiding in the closet just to see? I mean... There's such thing as voyeurism, like I said, in the polyamorous lifestyle and at the swingers club, you watch people have sex all the time. I mean, maybe she see porn. So watching other people have sex is, is eh, you know what I mean? Like, it's not that big of a deal. 
But when you're in a monogamous relationship and you've never been exposed to that world and you see somebody you love just having sex with someone else, it's going to be hard. I'd have bust out of that goddamn closet like the motherfucking Kool-Aid man and tried to kill him. <laughs> I'd have bust over that goddamn too. Like, I know you is not fucking somebody else. Like, what? Anyway. Uh, when you let a man cheat on you and take him back easily with little to no consequences, it sends the message that you are okay with being cheated on on some level simply because you tolerated it already. Exactly. And it'll keep, he'll just keep repeating that behavior. You got, the sad part is a man don't know. He got to fuck around and find out. Like he got to do shit to know what your limit is. So to me, I'd rather be the one that got away than the one that he consistently keeps cheating on. You feel what I'm saying? So at some point, you just got to be like, you know what? It's men out there that think if a woman loved them, she'll put up with anything. And he could keep testing her and doing stuff to her to see how much resilience she got before he decides to be like, oh, I love you so much. I want to be in a relationship with you. That is some bullshit to me. I think that's why a lot of people are single or a lot of women are single. I know that's a, the main reason why I am because I just could not put up with bullshit because I wasn't behaving how they was like it's one thing if two people are inside of a relationship or marriage and they're both cheating on each other and shit then it's like okay well maybe we could stick it together but these men I would get in a relationship with and we would end up engaged or whatever the fuck and they go do whatever the fuck they wanted to do meanwhile I'm sitting there like why are you doing some shit like this and the second the second I find out I was done because I you you cheat on me one time it don't take multiple times one time do it one time and i'm done because I, I can't i can't mm, i can't do it um to me spiritual husband um to me okay so my son's father is spiritual husband let me explain something to you about spiritual marriage okay people who aren't religious or who are aren't spiritual you guys will never understand the concept of that because it's not for y'all you know what i'm saying because y'all don't that's not y'all belief system so you can't respect it or know anything about it because it's not for you, right? It's for people that are in, it's for people that are involved in that type of lifestyle. Okay. So with a spiritual marriage, like I say this, when you genuinely put it like this, when you genuinely love somebody, right? You can go to the church, confess to God in front of your whole family, have a ceremony, and boom, you married. No. You know why? Because you gotta turn around and you gotta make the government the third party of your marriage for everybody else to consider it legitimate. But why, if you genuinely love each other, what do you need a legal license to do it for? That then turns your marriage into a business, okay? When you just say you love each other, make that commitment, love one another, marriage is a behavior, okay? It's, I have made this commitment to you and I'm going to have the discipline to be with you. The paper, the contract has nothing to do with you making that decision. And a lot of people still don't classify a spiritual marriage as something valuable when they should, you know, just because a person didn't sign a document to allow the government to be a third party inside of their marriage. Doesn't mean that the marriage isn't true or the commitment isn't fair. Okay, because the reason why two people marry each other is because of love, is because of the spiritual connection, is because of the feelings associated with everything that don't have nothing to do with that contract. The contract is for the government. It's for your taxes. It's for your money. It's for other people to legitimize your shit. It has nothing to do with how y'all love each other. 
And so for me with spiritual marriage, that's what it was about. It was about me and my son's father committed to each other saying that this is what we were going to do. And we were going to make that commitment and stick to it. You know what I mean? I'm the type of person I stick to commitments. I've been celibate for five years. It's easy for me to stick to a commitment. Once I say it's what I'm going to do, I'm dedicated to it. I'm stuck to it. I'm a person that stick to my convictions. There are people out there that don't know how to do that. It's people out there that don't know how to do that. Went ahead and signed the document to get the marriage license and still ended up cheating. That marriage license does not determine whether or not you're married. It's your behavior. It's what you do. It's, it's how you represent your relationship with that person that determines whether or not you're married, not the paper, not the license. So when people disrespect spiritual marriage, it's weird to me. But then again, I understand because you know nothing about spiritual marriage. You know nothing about that because you're not a, a spiritual person. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's what I was saying. I don't know why I didn't block him. I, I should have just blocked him. You know what I mean? Like my, my ex, I should have just blocked his ass because he just kept hitting me up. I don't like blocking people. Let's get that out of the way. I already got a long ass list, block list. Okay. I hate to blocking people because I feel like we on social media. If I flat out just tell you to stop hitting me up, that means just stop. Why do I have to block you to get you to stop? If I say stop, that means don't do it. If somebody tell me to stop, I'm just going to stop. They don't have to block me. They just be like, could you quit it? Like, if you look at my Instagram, you will see how many times I tell people, go away. In my comment section. I'm just like, you know what? Go away. <laughs> and, and a lot of times, they just leave me alone without me having to block them. I hate blocking people. See? I, I really do. I don't like it. Because I just, I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like I shouldn't have to do that. You know what I mean? Um, love yourself and expect a man to meet you in public place away from your home. Date multiple singles as you are searching for a partnership. I disagree on the date multiple singles. Um, and, no, that's like terrible. When people say that, when people tell you to date more than one person at a time, that's terrible. Don't date multiples. It's just, it's, no. You date one person at a time. So if you meet somebody on a um, social media platform or you meet somebody out somewhere and you're like, okay, I'm going to, you know, you get to start talking on the phone with this person all the time and y'all decide to start going on a date. Once y'all hit that first date, second date, stop dating other people. Start getting to know that person and focus on that person and look for the red flags and the green flags associated with that person. Each time you go on a date with somebody, they, they need to be trying to show you how they can get to the next one. Okay. They need to be having some behaviors that can solidify y'all going on another one. Okay. You, if you pay attention and stop juggling so many people at once, it will be easy for you to sift out someone. But because y'all are out here juggling too many people at once, you're not paying attention. So you ended up choosing the wrong one because you're juggling so many people at once. Do one person at a time. Trust me, it works out so much better. So you, you focus on that one person. You could tell by maybe that second or third date that you don't need to um, deal with that person. Most men, when I was dating in Atlanta, okay, I was in Atlanta for 17 years. When I was dating in Atlanta, before I met my son's father, men were not making it past the first date. Men was failing the first date. I was, and, and these men was taking me to nice places. It's not like, you know, everybody was taking me to Burger King or McDonald's. Motherfuckers was spending Morton's steakhouse money. It was taking me to places like, damn, of course, my favorite restaurant was Papado's. So a, a lot of times men took me to Papado's, but they would always take me to these nice places, you know, to, to strip or somewhere in Atlantic Station or somewhere in uh, near Phipps Plaza or something like that in Buckhead or 
I always was taken on some decent dates. Okay. I think when I met Priest was the only time I was always going out to like places like uh, Chili's or Applebee's or TJI Fridays or stuff like that because he was a blue collar worker. He was only making $12 an hour. So I wasn't expecting him to take me out to these fancy restaurants all the time. I think the fanciest restaurant me and Priest went to was Olive Garden. <laughs> like, but Olive Garden is one of my favorite restaurants. If you know me, you know I love Italian. I love all things Italian. So I'm going to any Italian restaurant. I don't care. I don't care. Um, but men took me out all the time and they rarely made it past that first date. Uh, me and Priest's first date was this D dingy ass dusty ass ghetto bar <laughs> called, called J.R. Crickets it wasn't like this fucking fancy dancy ass restaurant you know and it doesn't matter what type of restaurant or what place they take you on the first date for you to determine what kind of character they have I knew on my first date fuck I knew before that that something was going on with Priest because I remember when he first hit me up on the day nap I said Something up with you, bruh. Like, my instinct told me something was wrong with him. I just didn't listen. That's why I tell y'all listen all the time. Because cause they he did something, and I can't remember what it was, but it was something that he said or did that gave me the type of feeling that something was off about him. Then when we got on our first date, the entire date was good. It was a great. We had a good day. We were sitting there for like two or three hours laughing like shit. Okay. <laughs> we laughed the whole time. It was a great date. And at the end of the day, something in me, like, so I don't know what it was. Maybe it was God in my ear. Ask him, is he married? I was like, oh, by the way, you married? And he gave me up with, with yeah, I'm separated. I got the fuck up. I took some money out of my purse. I slammed that shit on the table and I left him in the goddamn JR Crickets and went out to the car. But I drove to the, I drove us to the JR Crickets. So he came running out of the restaurant like, don't leave me here. You know what I mean? And I almost left his ass there. He got in the car. He was like, thank you for not leaving me. I was like, all right, fine. You know, we can be friends. And I said, but I don't want to have nothing to do, to do with you. I should have been done with it then. But that's what happens with women. Women don't just leave it alone right there. That was my red flag to leave him alone altogether. But I didn't do that. We kept talking. We kept being friends, you know, just friends. Not sleeping together, nothing. Just friends. Hanging out. Talking. And it turned into a relationship. You know what I mean? So... Each person that you get with or you, that you're dating, you're going to end up figuring out something's wrong with them. You just got to listen. You know what I mean? You got to listen. I just explained why I was talking to him at all. I, well, I wasn't really talking to him. He was, you, you talking about my ex who kept hitting me up in my messenger. He just kept sending messages and I wasn't reading them. I wasn't answering them. And he just kept sending them and sending them and sending them. And he'd been doing it for months. And he just been sending them. I wasn't answering them. I just kept leaving him on red. And then today I just was like, you know what? This dude is going to lose his wife if he don't. Cause I know if he's not, here's the bottom line about that. If he is hitting me up, right. And my messenger, and I'm not answering. He hitting up other girls because when he and I was together and he wasn't talking to me, he would talk to other girls. Like one time I went through his phone and he had, 300 like good morning texts he had sent out a mass text messages to girls and he would do it every morning he would say good morning like good morning sweetheart and he had good night like that too so just because i rejected him doesn't mean other women aren't saying yes to him because clearly somebody is still talking to him on messenger or he wouldn't still be on it he's still on messenger and it's and it's been a year he's been just sending messages so, I mean, shit.
I don't know. Anyway, it's if it ain't going, it's not me. So it's going to be another chick. Um, I've had the same issue with an ex from high school. He lies that he and his wife are practically broken up next day. Week he's on FB gushing over her and the kids. Yeah, they do that. They like they tell you anything just a hit. Mistress and side chick positions are always going to stay filled. Once she becomes a wife, then he will find a side chick to replace her. That's true. Who peeped that the Latino community and Middle Eastern community aren't involved in American gender wars and they are coming over the border in droves making babies while we ain't because we arguing. I don't know nothing about that. Um, the 80-20, if the majority of women are attracted to a minority of men, then it's pretty much predictable that men in that upper minority are going to overindulge i mean i tell women this all the time when women are talking to me about wanting to date wealthy men i always tell them you're going after two percent of the population you would be in a better situation if you just went out there and got your own money and then start dating the guy and y'all you know had a power couple situation or y'all just equally put into the household you know what i mean like you be better off in that situation than you sitting here single damn near broke chasing after a wealthy man hoping he ends up with you there's this girl named Shira Seven on YouTube. Y'all know, I'm pretty sure y'all seen her. I've seen her. She's been on YouTube for a long time. I've been on YouTube for a long time. She was on YouTube for 11 years. So I seen her plenty of years ago. And she is on TikTok right now, very popular. And she's telling girls where to go to get wealthy men. And she's telling women to go to bars at such and such time. And what she's not telling these girls is that, yeah, they'll be able to find a wealthy man at the bar. But what's going to happen is, these women are going to understand that the reason why these men are at that bar to begin with is because they're looking for a woman to pay. They're looking for a woman to be with temporarily because wealthy men do not go to bars looking for women to marry. Shira Seven is not telling them that. She's just saying, if you want to go get a wealthy man and you want to go use him for his money, this is where you go. But if you've been around enough wealthy men who are, you know, just trying to find something to bang, they're, all of the, the girls is going around talking about some sprinkle, 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 sprinkle. Your ass going to be the one that he, he end up just banging and that's it. Yeah, he'll pay you for your services, get you a handbag, fly you out, give you uh, some shit. But he's not going to end up marrying you or being in a relationship with you for the most part. We're talking about maybe 2% of the population. It's, it's more millionaires in America and any other country inside of the world. Yeah, it's wealthy people in Dubai and Russia and uh, Saudi Arabia and Africa. Yeah, it's like millionaires and billionaires there. But America has more millionaires. I think it's about 700 millionaires. I think a little over 700 millionaires in um, the United States. And women are going after those same 700. And, and let's be honest, out of those 700 millionaires, how many of them are women? Maybe maybe 5%, 10% of them are women. So that, take, so that takes it down to what? <laughs> less, just put it like this. It's less millionaires. And so then you got women going after these same number of millionaires in droves. So I tell women, go out there and get your own bread. Stop worrying about what a, a wealthy man is doing. Um, you didn't follow my story. Because if you did follow my story, you wouldn't be leaving this asinine ass comment. If you really follow my story, like if you really heard me talk about this and the number of times I've been talking about this, you wouldn't be asking me this dumbass question. Because my son's father was the furthest thing from married I've ever seen a man be. <laughs> like, again, marriage is a behavior. 
Marriage is a behavior. When you are a married person, you do not go live with somebody else. You do not go sleep with somebody else. You do not talk about marrying somebody else. You do not talk about having kids with somebody else. You and your estranged wife don't sit down and talk to the person that he's supposed to be sitting there talking about marrying. My son's father was the least person, the least married man I have ever met. Okay. <laughs> and then he ended up no longer with her forever, for whatever reasons. Of course, that was the plan to begin with. So I'm not surprised. But if you really listen to my story, if you really heard me talk about me and my son's father, you wouldn't be sitting here classifying me as just a, a mistress to a man who was married because that wasn't our situation at all. Not even close. Yeah, it may have looked like that to you from the outside looking in. But on the inside, I was never this man's mistress. And I'm not going to let any of y'all disrespect me in that way and consider me that because I was never that to him and I will never be that to him on period. That's all I can say about that. I just, anybody who thinks otherwise, fuck you, goodbye. You can keep scrolling because I, I ain't going to be dealing with that. Like, I've been dealing with people calling me that shit. And I let y'all know that it's humiliating and it's disrespectful and it's not something I identify with. So please stop calling me that shit because that's not who I am. You welcome to call me whatever you want when you're not in my presence. But when you here with me, you're going to respect me or you, your ass can bounce. That's how that goes. That's all I can say. That's that's the only thing I could do. So, um, hold up. Will do when a man is love bombing you. Okay. That's some mess for men. Uh, men love bomb often. I hate talking about narcissism because of the love bombing thing. Like, I hate, like, so many people talk about that. Like, so many people call other people um, love bombers and shit like that. That shit, I hate that. Because, it, because it's something that everybody is calling everybody. It's not like it's something that, you know, <laughs> like some people are calling some people. Everybody's calling everybody that. So it's weird. I, I hate hearing it. Um, you said, so is this just a black woman thing? Black men are always going to have a side chick. I think it's, I mean, I just said Jeff Bezos had a side chick. He was married to his wife for 20 years and he's now marrying his side chick. His mistress. He was he was married for twenty years, and then he got with his uh, side chick, of course, and then divorced his wife, and then he was with his side chick for five years, and now this year he's engaged to her. They're getting married. So it's not just one race of man who's out here cheating. All races of men, to some degree, have a side chick. You know, to to like, I'm not saying all married men cheat. I'm saying that all races there's at least one or two men out there cheating on their wife. Like, this is not a new phenomenon. It's, it's, it's something that men do. It's not okay. But they do it because women allow it. They, they see their husband cheating on them. They hide in the closet like Denea Jackson did. <laughs> and just watch it from a distance instead of busting out that shit like the Kool-Aid man. Like I would. <laughs> so it's bound to happen. You feel what I'm talking about? It's like women are out here, you know, doing that. That's what they do. Um, is being male identified to blame the side chick when it's the man that's breaking the marriage vows and homewrecking? Well, <clears throat> I think, and I tell people all of this, this all of the time. Yeah, the man is the blame. Of course, the man is the blame. But at the end of the day, people are always going to assume that women should know better because we're supposedly the smarter ones, you know, the ones who are supposed to have more self-control and more discipline. So it's up to us, you know, it's really fucked up, but that's what the world believes some bullshit to me you know what I mean some bullshit to me but it is what it is anyway I gotta go y'all it's been real
keep the conversation going and join the Black Macho Discord now. You love my content, don't you? Well, join the Black Macho Patreon. Membership includes macho merchandise, digital ebooks, exclusive content, and commission-based ways to earn income with me, Sansa Ray Monique. Welcome to my side of the internet. My name is Sansa Ray Monique. I'm a certified life coach for both men and women. I have a 50-50 audience, so I try to play fair with both genders. I'm going to keep it real with both of y'all. Everybody can improve because everybody is a part of the problem. I want everyone to unify and produce loving unions. Hopefully you do too. There is no gender war here. I promote positive perspectives and healthy debates, so be careful what you post inside of my comment section. It is very much okay to disagree, but have emotional intelligence and release toxicity elsewhere. Ladies and gents, don't take it out on each other. Make sure you follow me on all of my socials. Go to sansaraymonique.com to purchase any of my books or to sign up on any of my membership sites. Thank you for spending time with me. Have vision and stay focused. Namaste. Do you want to produce stunning audiovisual content for the world to see? Well, look no further than Revenue Digital. We are one of the top creative agencies that everyone uses on social media. We specialize in graphic design, social media marketing, and audio and video production that will take your presence to the next level. Our team of design experts know exactly what it takes to make your brand stand out in a crowded online space. With our state-of-the-art social media marketing techniques, you'll see your engagement soar to new heights. So why wait? Make your mark with Revenue Digital, where creativity meets innovation. Contact us today to take your brand to new heights. Are you a Black woman who is tired of feeling invisible or misunderstood? Do you struggle with embracing and celebrating your natural beauty and strength? Well, I'm here to help you out, sis. My guide is here to help you unlock your full potential as an empowered, confident, and radiant Black woman. My comprehensive guide covers everything from skincare and healthcare to fashion and self-love. I provide practical advice, inspirational stories, and empowering affirmations that will help you navigate the world with grace and courage. Join the movement and embrace your Black femininity today. You can go to Amazon right now and purchase my book, or you can go to sansaraymonique.com and grab a signed copy of Becoming Her, A Black Femininity Guide, written by me, Sansa Ray Monique, dedicated to you.